if you'd like us to make your coronavirus worse, you can find <laughs> us. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to. That was just for the blooper reel. <laughs> <It's okay>. I, <laughs> I know what I'm doing by now. It's fine. <laughs> we need the feed. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Merlisten, a monthly podcast about BBC's Merlin, where we talk about the show, the ships, the fandom, and the characters. I am Miss Snowfox. And I am Zen Credible. And today we have another costume episode for you. This is part two of our trifecta of costume episode goodness. And last time we talked about Merlin and Arthur's costumes throughout the show. And today the girls get a go and it's going to be Gwen and Morgana. And we have the same guests with us back again, our costume experts slash cosplayers. We have Diane. Hi. And Connor. Hello. Yay. We're so Yay. excited to have them back and to talk about some prettier outfits today. I'm sure that will be fun <laughs> for everyone because they're at least slightly different than the boys. The boys are great and we love the boys, but they don't really have a huge amount of v- variety or interesting detail things to talk about as much. So this is going to be fun, I think. But before that, we've got other ground to cover. Yeah, let's hear some news. The Merlin fandom now has a fanzine, Albion, a Merlin charity fanzine, that, to quote their official Tumblr, will be featuring various fan-produced artwork and fanfiction for BBC Merlin. If you want to be featured in the magazine or want to learn more about it, go to merlinzine.tumblr.com. The next summer porn fest has arrived. From Pornathon to Pornalot, we've now arrived at Kinkalot. Signups officially ended on Friday, July the 31st, but maybe you're lucky and they let you sign up late, or you can participate in one of the bonus challenges where signups won't be necessary. At least, that'll be the case if the rules are similar to Pornalot. Best go and read about them yourself, though. In any case, your summer is going to be filled, all the puns intended, with hot smut. Our dear friend and loyal listener, Alerwen, has opened a dedicated Discord server for fans of Footloose's Loaded March series. If you'd like to join the virtual book club, check out Alerwen's invite link on her Tumblr. Since we recorded this episode months ago, let me just repeat now that any donations that Rox and I receive through Kofi for this podcast, we will be donating to charities in the UK that focus on either black queer youth or black women. And that has been it for news. Back to rocks. Back to me. Uh, so we have a talkback today, and today's talkback is from Esme, and they left a comment on our uh, epic fix genre thick episode, and this is what they had to say. Ooh, okay, so I have thoughts on the epic genre as a whole, i.e. outside of fic. I feel like part of the reason stories feel more epic when they're set in the past is because long journeys and huge feats take longer and are more difficult in a setting pre-modern technology. There's also the inclusion of gods, monsters, magic, but those basically can be replaced by anything that has that unreal quality you mentioned that is significantly more powerful than humans or out of our understanding, including possibly future imagined technology. 
In that case, maybe the new epic is imagined futures, sci-fi, most obviously, because that tech is out of our current understanding and feels as big to us now as traveling across an entire ocean did to people far in the past. Like an ancient Greek listening to the Odyssey and feeling awe at the sheer length of the journey or the amazing feats, killing monsters, etc. Whereas that journey would have to be far longer nowadays to merit such a long journey. There'd need to be some artificial constraint, like the character only being able to travel via, I don't know, a tiny raft alone. Whereas a journey into the deep space feels epic because even getting to the moon is still awe-inspiring a feat. And the technology that could take us further than that is still so out of reach. I feel that there has to be a level of the audience feeling like I could never do that or that's impossible to make a story epic. In which case is Doctor Who epic? Technology from deep space so far out of our understanding that it's indistinguishable from magic. A character who's basically immortal but is up against foes who could in theory kill him because of their own immense power, like ye olde demigods and heroes. I like that a lot. I'm not going right? to Right? Right? That's never... a really that's a really good thought that Esme had and um I don't think we really touched on that possibility at all in the no, episode. No, not at all. Uh, which is crazy when I think about it. Like we really should have come to and, and by the way, thank you for wording it so articulately. There's just something about me that just gives me the sh- chills when I like read such beautifully <laughs> written and like thought out comments. It's just like it just speaks to my own heart when I like write my own meta. So thank you very much. Um, I really yeah. appreciate that. And yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. And you know, I think the world has gotten less magical kind of as time has gone on because yeah it's you know we can be literally halfway across the world in 24 hours if we want to and that's just not as epic is it um so I definitely feel like yeah that's part of the reason probably why these types of genres have become out of style but then again you know to play devil's advocate I think <gasps> I know if you're not what? a man you're not allowed I know right uh, actually <laughs> where's my Kermit typewriter gift <laughs> um, um when you think about epics you know of the semi-modern era and you know I think specifically of the swords and sandals genre you know those weren't made at the time that the movie is being set you know movies like Gladiator and Titanic aren't made in the time that they're set they're made in the 90s or the 2000s or in the 50s and so we've always been doing films yeah sorry uh but the stories that they depict i mean maybe not specifically gladiator but like um other movies um the stories still existed because what like they're literally just telling ancient greek yeah exactly but but i guess what i mean is that swords and sandals was a very popular genre at the time that it was coming out the same way that superheroes is a popular genre now and yet like any of us could make a swords and sandals film now in 2020 like there's nothing stopping anyone from doing it but it's not popular anymore and i think that's what i meant by it kind of being a dead Mm -hmm. genre is that we're just not interested in those kinds of stories anymore and if epic does still exist like what Esme has said it has shifted into something different so either the genre is just dead or it's something more malleable it's something that can definitely change over time I mean I don't really know where I stand on it I I guess that was kind of like what we were exploring in the episode but what do you guys think of Doctor Who being an epic I mean it's a TV series for a start so it's a Bit different, but, but it's been going on for about a million years. Yeah. So I feel like that's already pretty epic. 
so the comment continues. Anyway, I rarely read long fics because I mostly read fic late at night. Sorry, did I write this comment? (laughs) (laughs) And I tend to read fic more for comfort and to cheer myself up than for the plot. Again, did I really just write this? Partly due to being a literature student and having a lot of serious things to read. And I feel guilty reading novel-length fic when I feel like I should be reading quote-unquote-unquote-unquote real novels. But more because of the role fandom plays in my life generally. I read mostly short, angst or hurt comfort fics, or sometimes fluff, and I'm not hugely into romance. That being said, I do have a long fic recommendation since I'm currently on a gap year between bachelors and masters, so I have time. And we will leave the fic rec uh, in the show notes, but it's called These Breaths We Breathe by... (sighs) Kayura Sanada. Yes. (laughs) Uh, the recommendation says it's well written overall has a lot of angst but ends with a hugely sentimental happy ending it's what I think is cool about long fic I would never want to read the final scene of this fic on its own but after 200k of awful things happening and Arthur going on a huge learning curve it feels earned and it made me really happy yeah I mean like just reading that back I completely relate to you <laughs> literally in every sense of the word I also find it very difficult to commit to long fic and they're always in my I read later for the exact same reasons. I read for very late at night and I rarely read it during the day. And a lot of the time, even though I love plot, I'm always like, I don't have the capacity to commit right now. And I also was in your situation where I was also a literature student and also fell out of love with reading and writing because of the shit I went through being a literature student. So literally everything you said, I can completely relate to. And yeah, um, I hope that maybe... Both of us will get back into reading long fic one day. <laughs> I mean, thank you for that recommendation, first of all. And um, I'm sure Rox and I will most likely never get around to reading this <laughs> for different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> but, you know, maybe our listeners will give it a go. <laughs> Rox has so many other things she has to read first. Like, Don't. <laughs> see, see, there are no gays in football is... Only the second item on the list. First, you have to finish um, Falconry. Falconry. Oh, no. <laughs> so much pain. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Diane even like said recently that she she's read their auto gaze and football before I have. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not a football fan, so it didn't really appeal. I so. don't like football either. Like I said, yeah. if it had been any other sport, I would have been on it like yeah. a rash. But I'm just, I don't like yeah. soccer. I don't like soccer. So, yeah, I'm just like, yeah. But whatever. Um, anyway. Yeah, but thank you for the rec. And, yeah, it was very nice, especially since you don't really read long fic. It was very nice for the recommendation. Um, and the comment concludes with final thing i just found you via ruth and michelle and i'm very excited that i did i need more people to talk merlin with and you guys seem awesome and so do you especially with long lovely comments like that please continue because i love reading them and alex i think enjoys it too yeah bless you and ruth and michelle we're really happy we managed to trick someone else into thinking we're cool so (laughs) Oh my god. You love. I'm I'm entirely serious. (laughs) 
so guys, if you would like us to feature your comment on the podcast itself, you need to go and leave your comment at Melissen website, which is melissen.parakaproductions.com, and we will mention your comment just like we did with Esme's and discuss it. If you don't care about your comment being mentioned on the podcast or you just don't want it to, please go and leave your comment at any of our social media channels and we'll respond to you there. And those are Tumblr and Twitter, where we are at Melissen, and you can tweet, DM, reblog, and all the usual things that you do on those platforms. We have an email, which I've got written in front of me. Oh my God. And it's melissen.podcast at gmail.com. Alex will reply to you with an email if you would like to send us, I don't know, just some more wordy feedback, or if you just prefer emailing. You can leave us a review on iTunes where you can also find us at Melissen. We have a Discord server where you can go and talk to us in all of the lovely channels that we have there for episode reactions. And the link to that will be in all of our social media channels. Or you can just ask me and Alex. We also have some fun things that you can play along with us like our Melissen Bingo where we are extremely predictable and repetitive. And so please play along and win prizes, none of which I know what they are, but that's fine because that's not my job here. And finally, we have got our Kofi account, which if you would like to tip us for the podcast or just support us financially in any way shape or form not for any uh you know um strange things i promise just for the podcast <laughs> you can go over to kofi and don't panic it's nothing like patreon it's not some kind of monthly su subscription basically you're just buying us a cup of coffee again not in the weird way so if you'd like to do that <laughs> link is on any of our social media sites i love you guys and that's it Okay, before we go into the costumes of the girls, I did the research that I promised I would maybe eventually do. Oh, yes. And I looked, I looked at screen caps from all the episodes through all the seasons and I did a, a stats chart of Merlin's outfits. And I can now say that the outfit he wears the most is the blue shirt with either the red scarf or the blue scarf. He wears the red shirt maybe a third of the time, and the, other, the rest of the time he wears the, the blue shirt with something. Rarely does he wear no scarf at all, but it does happen more the most in the first season and the second season, actually. Yeah, yeah. He really, like, I'm just looking at it now, and, like, in the third season, he does it... Never. He always wears his scarf. And in the fourth season, it only happened like once. And in the fifth season, it also never, ha never happened. So enjoy the first two seasons when he goes scarfless because it's gonna end. <laughs> Rox is gonna be very sad once we get to those episode reviews. And then something else I noticed, and I'm, I'm sorry we didn't talk about this because I didn't remember at the time, but and I don't remember where or when I read about this. It's been ages and I can't remember the source and I haven't found it through Googling. So if anyone wants to find it, uh, please link it to me. But there has been a theory that with the clothes Merlin wears, he is trying to like subconsciously maybe express his current feelings. So the, whenever he wears blue, it's supposed to represent he's feeling more magic. And whenever he's wearing red, he's feeling more Camelot or like actively trying to disguise the magic. So it then becomes very telling when he actually starts wearing blue shirt with blue scarf, which is the first time it happens in Sins of the Father. Let that sink in for a moment. Happens for the first time in Sins of the Father. And then it happens again in Lady of the Lake, which we uh, just reviewed. And um 
I didn't know this yet when we reviewed the episode, so I'm telling you now. It's in the beginning, he wears the red shirt with the blue scarf when he and Gaius are attending to that sick peasant in the lower town. And when they see Freya in the cage and then Merlin rescues Freya, and that's when he's still wearing a red shirt, blue scarf and his jacket. And then the next morning when he goes back with the breakfast he stole from Arthur, he starts wearing blue shirt with blue scarf. And that's what he wears for the rest of the episode. That's that's his whole out. Like, the only variation of that is that when he's preparing Arthur's bath, he's not wearing a, a scarf. But other than that, he's only wearing blue shirt with blue scarf for the rest of the episode. And it even in this very last scene that Rox loves so much, he's still wearing blue shirt, blue scarf. And even the next episode, Sweet Dream, still starts with him wearing blue shirt, blue scarf. So I don't know... If that's some sort of continuity or if I'm, you know, hoping to, for too much with the writers or the costume department. Um, um, but like with the Lady of the Lake, because we just did the episode review, obviously, for it. Uh, it's a timey-wimey thing, guys. I don't know what month we are in right now. But, um, I don't know what day like, it is. It's fine. Um, when it comes to the blue shirt, blue scarf thing, like I feel as though over the years that I've watched the Lady of the Lake episode, I've kind of always thought there's something different about Merlin in this episode and it's not just what I mentioned in the review that he is taking on this persona of the romantic lead which is something that we don't really see him in ever like it's like one of the only times that we see him like that and I also just think that even though his personality and his demeanor are different it you are reminded of it as well like you said Alex with the color combination because he does look different in the blue on blue and he's wearing his nicer jacket so he's got basically an outfit that we almost never see on him not only does he have the two shades of blue but he's also got the slightly different shade jacket so it's almost like psychologically we're kind of being forced to see him in a completely different light in that episode Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. really interesting and yeah like you said he apart from that first scene which I always forget because it's it's in the dark and like, like it's just not as easy to see but like the whole episode he's just in blue and it's very unusual to see him in just one thing and yeah. one thing that is so different because even if he's in something like in Lancelot and Guinevere he's mostly wearing oh Christ blue shirt no scarf it's what definitely is, no scarf uh, which episode number is it in uh, 204 um he's, 204 he is scarfless he's... but I don't know what color shirt um, he, at the beginning of the episode, he wears red shirt with no scarf, then he wears blue shirt with red scarf, and then at some point he wears blue shirt with no scarf. Yeah, so, so even when for the majority, like, of the quest portion, because he's obviously, I assume, wearing the same shirt, like, all the time that they're on horseback and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it's something we're used to seeing him in, whereas, like, blue shirt, blue scarf, and a different jacket is not something we're used to seeing him in. So even visually, you're kind of like, he looks different. And then it kind of hit me. Oh, shit. He's yeah. wearing a... Bl- and it's also like, come on, Merlin. They're two different shades of blue. Like, you really could have, like, thought about <laughs> that. I guess he just grabbed whatever in his, like, smitten state. I don't know. But yeah. it's very interesting. It's, and, yeah, I'm glad that we got to pick up on that. Yeah. It's... um Lancelot is 105, right? It is. Yeah. Because that, in the first season, that is the first time, or, like, one of the very few times that we see a wide variety of Merlin's outfits because 105 is the only episode in season one or like across all the episodes where he has all the like he has red shirt no scarf blue shirt red scarf blue shirt no scarf and red shirt blue scarf so he basically he wanted to make sure that Lancelot saw him in every outfit that he had at the time (laughs) which is just 
very good for my little ship of heart. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, um, of course, I did the, the whole stats. So in um, season one, for example, like I said, he never wore blue shirt with blue scarf. And in season two, he wore that in three different episodes. Uh, like I mentioned, Sins of the Father, Lady of the Lake, and then Sweet Dreams. And then in season three, he wears it in nine different episodes. Oh. So that's, uh, he keeps like season three, you can really see a mark. Like season three is a, is a column with which basically almost entirely blue. Like if I, um, add these together, there's like 21, sorry, 22 blue outfits and only nine red outfits in the entire season mm. across all the episodes. And then in season four is when the purple shirt, of course, makes its appearance. And I didn't realize he wears it so often. He wears it five times. Oh, five. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, then, and, and never again. But these five, <laughs> he wears it five <laughs> times in season four. And then at the end of season four, uh, Sword in the Stone, part one and two, uh, he wears the entire time red shirt and blue scarf, which, I mean, it makes sense. They're on the run. Pretty much from like yeah. they they get attacked and then they're on the run and then they only come back at the very end. And I mean the only other outfit he wears is at the very end when he's in his coronation studded jacket, you know, and not studded, but like you know what I mean, the the nice jacket that you all love so much, <laughs> the coronation jacket. Yeah. So um, but he he only wears red shirt, blue scarf for the entire sword in the stone part that is not the coronation. So um do with that what you want. Probably his his unending loyalty to Arthur and Camelot that makes him that made him go wear red in the very beginning. And then obviously they're on the run and he can't change clothes. And uh season five is the only season in which he wears a blue blue shirt with red scarf in every episode. Ooh. Yeah. But he, he only wears like red shirt six times. He wears blue most of the time when he, but it's also the episode with the fewest changes ever. Like he usually sticks to one outfit. There are only like two, well, six episodes where he, no, seven actually, seven where he changes his outfit and like what is five or six, uh, and five or six he switches from blue shirt with red scarf to blue shirt with blue scarf for some reason. And of course, he's disguised as um, Dragoon and the Dolma. And then at the end, he's Modern Merlin and he wears another disguise a lot of the time. So that's also the season where he like, if he's not himself, like he usually is himself or he's in disguise, which is a large proportion of his outfits in that, in that season. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just that for, I, I will put the, um, the screenshot of my, of my little stats. I will put it in our post so everyone else can can see it, and I didn't just do it for funsies. Thank you for that, Alex. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it was a, it was a nice afternoon <laughs> project <laughs> while I was deep. watching movies. Yeah. So. Aww, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. So should we maybe start with Gwen? Sure. I will I will entirely defer to Diane because she's done the most work on this or Connor because I'm sure he's also done the most work on this. Yeah. I, I have a lot of opinions, but I liked Diane's uh episode like her uh, breaking down of the costumes by like episode. Okay. Oh. I really that. <laughs> okay. I don't know so if you, you wanted... did it for this. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. <laughs> okay. I'm um, just so like 
kept me on yeah. track because my brain goes all over the place thinking about like 17 different costumes that make no sense. Yeah, I feel like it's moment. easier for these. I mean, Gwen for me is the easiest to keep track of. And I guess I'll just start with that because I actually yeah. find that I can, I can remember literally every single outfit that she has, even though it's not like they're two or three, like, you know, she yeah. has a few, but for some reason, I think they're just, for me, they're the most memorable. I don't know what it is about them that makes, like, there are some yeah. that, there are a couple that look similar and I'll get to those when we get to those. But most, I think what it is, is they are very distinctive. Like Morgana has a lot of outfits, but some of them look pretty similar, like to be fair. And because well, they um, are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're just like but, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, look, it depends. Like, again, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but you know, the two white dresses that she has, yeah, they are similar but actually when you look at them there's nothing similar about them it's just that they're two white dresses but everything about them is completely different from each other you know they are very different but um with Gwen I feel as though she usually has about two outfits per season um until we get to season five where she has like a couple more but they're pretty easy to remember and you know they didn't go too crazy with the number of outfits that she has you know even though some of them aren't really appropriate in my opinion but they are at least you know not a huge number um but well, i guess before we go into like the specific outfits what do you guys think of gwen then in terms of her development in terms of her outfit choices over the season and do you think that i feel like this should probably come at the end once we've actually yeah, talked okay. about the outfits enough, that's probably even more logical to that's do it fair. this way that's right fair. okay well let me let me let me tell you uh there were i added them up there yeah. were four outfits in season one. There were four out new. There were four yeah. new outfits in season two. There were three new outfits in season three. There were eight new outfits in season four. And there were seven new outfits in season five. Mm-hmm. Now, the outfits may include just a new type of cloak yeah. or a fur throw that we didn't see before. But mm-hmm. there were a total of 26 changes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor, you want to say anything? Um, no. She had more costumes than I expected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was su- I was surprised once That's I impressive. went through them. Yeah, yeah, I was really surprised. Um, and I-, I guess we could go season by season. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. doesn't it? So yeah. I think the first outfit okay. we see her in is the red uh, kind of dress with with the red cloak when she meets Merlin for the first time. Yes, um, yeah. looks suitably peasant like. Yeah, it it's was, basically the yeah. Yeah, it was a linen chemise, a red overdress with lace trim around the neck and down the front, and um, the red cloak that you were talking about. Uh, the lace doesn't show up for a while in reality, but cut work, which is very similar to lace, comes in around 1100 AD. So I was okay. really happy about uh, Gwen's outfits in season one. They were pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, they're really great. And yeah. I know, Alex, you've said before that you're not too fond of the length of the dresses. Um, you've said before on record that you find them a bit impractical for scrubbing oh. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's just... Um... Yeah, yeah, but a lot. Of, <laughs> that, that's you, just it. It's just I. I look at her doing all these chores and dresses, and I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. But the thing is, uh, if you look at if you look at uh, like paintings and stuff, peasants would bring the dresses up, 
So they wouldn't be working in dresses down to the floor. That would be for later. And she is a lady's maid. So it really. Let's 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 know who she is because she isn't anything that makes any historical sense whatsoever. The way that she's dressed, like this is the thing, the way that she's dressed and the way they talk about her and where she lives makes you (laughs) makes you think that she's a scullery maid when her position and her responsibilities actually dictate that she's more of a lady in waiting. Now, the problem is, is that those are two completely different things. And Merlin, yeah. the show, also <laughs> has her yeah. as the as the king's ward's right hand uh, maid. But at the same time, she makes references to washing dishes in the palace, which that's literally bullshit. And also, like, like cleaning, <laughs> like scrubbing floors. I mean, yeah, yeah. Although I could, although I could believe that more, like if they were Morgana's floors, like maybe I could believe that a little bit more, not just like in the court. But that, why would you be in the kitchens at all? Number one, and yeah, yeah it just makes like if you're gonna m- make her the kind of scullery maid then yeah her outfits make complete sense to me what i will say though is because this was kind of more aimed for kids like maybe it was kind of like uh you know kids might not understand oh why is this lady a servant when she's dressed so beautifully because you know you look at any other show that has period drama in it like literally any other one i'm just like i'm thinking well i okay fair enough i haven't seen game of thrones but game of thrones tudors rain fuck what else uh victoria i know that's way later but you know just anything like that and you see servants of high-ranking officials and they're always dressed beautifully right like they always are and that's because they would have been and so i feel like that kind of is what we were talking about last uh last time we spoke about costumes where merlin just kind of lives in this weird in-between place where it's just it doesn't know what it wants to do <laughs> because <laughs> like yeah i mean yeah but gwen definitely fits in with merlin's aesthetic like she and merlin look like a good pair when you think yeah. about arthur and morgana are up there merlin and gwen are down there and that definitely is reflected in in the way that she's dressed i like that they match actually <laughs> it's quite nice you yeah. know because she's like morgana she's in the red and mm-hmm. he's in the red sometimes and yeah i i quite yeah. i quite like that and yeah it definitely makes her look just practical which i really enjoy yeah yeah. yeah, I think definitely um, in terms of the way that Merlin the show has structured itself, definitely, especially in the first season with it being like really focused on kids, you are right. And then like, you know, kids will be like, those are servants. Those are fancy people. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense historically speaking or, but like I could see where that costume question could have come up where it's like, you know, how do you make the audience that knows nothing about this understand that she's lower, even though technically she would have been higher class than like the peasants in the town you know that's my rent fair yeah (laughs) yeah which makes her costume changes with no explanation all the way yeah i mean they also they also (laughs) wanted gwen to be in a lower class they didn't want her to be a noble woman which is what she would have been if she were a lady waiting if she were a lady (laughs) waiting she would have been an actual noble woman of noble birth some some actual lady in waiting, right? Yeah. So um, they they gave her a bunch of the responsibilities of a lady in waiting, but they didn't want her to be an actual noblewoman because they wanted to create more conflict for her romance with Arthur later on, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, 
that's definitely what uh, influenced the costume choice as well, because they definitely wanted to make even people who, you know, like adults who might know more about the class structures of pseudo medieval times, you know, um, they wanted to make it uh, clear to them as well that she was of a lower class, even though she's um, yeah. the servant of uh, the king's ward. And yeah. it makes sense. Like, I'm not saying that doesn't make sense, but what makes not as much sense as then when you have storylines like the Sophia thing who was a noblewoman and still had a problem marrying Arthur and so I'm like well you literally like could still have conflict like just because Gwen's a noblewoman doesn't mean she's of eligible birth to marry the future king (laughs) like there's still like Lady Vivian like had the whole thing going on what is not marrying my daughter (laughs) Lady I mean we we will have talked about the Timey wimey happening because this airs after we've reviewed Sweet of Sweet Dreams, but we haven't yet recorded yeah. the review for Sweet Dreams. But like, <laughs> I will have gone on an entire rant about yeah. how Vivian makes <laughs> no sense because she's the daughter of a king, but yet she is not called a princess. So and yeah. and and Trickler is dressed well. I just realized <laughs> Trickler is dressed well. <laughs> And he's the manservant to the best Merlin villain. I won't be taking any criticisms at this time because he is. And um, yeah, now I'm even more mad. But yeah, so so Gwen, Gwen. like in terms of her her outfit choices, yeah, I kind of flip flop because on the one hand, of course, I would have wanted it to be perfect. Of course, I would. But if they were going with it the way that they were, I would have preferred that they stick with these outfits. Um, yeah, but well, I'll, I'll, I'll do my final thoughts when we have final thoughts. But, um, <laughs> and they are, yeah. they are very good. Like I, in terms of just being like a peasant attire, it still really fulfills that. And I think definitely like the material that it's made out of and just the yep. overall boxy shape of the first season outfits. I'm a huge fan of because yeah. they just yep. have no form and they're just practical. Like I just need clothes, and I enjoy that picking yeah. out all the historical, timey yes. wimey yeah. stuff. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about the look of them, like the look of them, like this is the thing, because I know, you know, like even for an actress, like I know Angel didn't really like the the outfits and let's be honest, I wouldn't have liked them either. <laughs> like if I had to wear them because they don't really do you any favors. Like I get that. All right. But there, there were things I could have done. Like, for example, um, and I'm not trying to discuss this outfit, but in season four, she wears similar things she's wearing something underneath and then something on top like like a like a like a full length thing with like no sleeves on top of something with sleeves and they're much more fancy but the thing is she has a she just has like a cord just like a belt just like a just like a corded thing that she ties around her waist and if you wanted you know her to look like it was flattering her a bit more if you wanted her to feel a bit more feminine or if you just wanted her to feel like it wasn't so boxy if that was like an issue then you could have just either made that particular thing a bit more fitted like made the thing on top a bit smaller because it is very big on her or not because it's basically attached on the side with like at one stitch like when you zoom into the into the thing like basically the red thing on top it's just like a it's basically an apron it's it has no shape so you could have made it 
longer, like made the actual thing fuller, not made it an apron, but made it more of a full kind of skirt and then just belted it. And that would have, in my opinion, been sufficient to make it look less like a sack of potatoes, which is what I think Angel called it and you know, <laughs> made it look a bit more nice, but still, it's still the same thing. It's just prettier. And then you don't have to go down the route of fucking corsets and God knows what else. Like, just add a belt. Just give her a proper belt and make the thing. I mean, I don't know. Diane, would it like, yeah. is it like much more difficult to make something, you know, is it very unrealistic for her to have, you know, worn something as a peasant person that's more fitted like what she wears in season four versus what she's wearing in season one? Because they look pretty oh, similar yeah. to me with a bit more shape. Well, actually, the season one, it's pretty shapeless, and it's supposed yeah. to be shapeless from that yeah. time period. I mean, they're, they're supposed to have a tightish sleeves, a sleeveless overdress, maybe stockings, maybe not. Um, I'm sure she has stockings in her outfit, but peasants may not have done that. Um, I was thrilled with her outfits in season one. I was not thrilled with her outfits after that at all. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty awful, actually. In terms of history, they are. In terms of history, they're also yeah. terrible. In terms of, they clearly dolled her up to make her a more suitable love interest for Arthur. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. I know. But it's, <laughs> we'll I know. I know. We'll I know. But yeah. like, I mean, I, I, it's like, um, I don't, I don't really want to be the person who says, "Be careful what you wish for." But like, Angel, Angel wasn't happy with the shapelessness of the first season, but she also yeah. wasn't happy with how she was doled out to be a more suitable love interest for Arthur. And I'm just like, <laughs> make up your mind. <laughs> I like, I, I love Angel. I really do. And I respect that she has like issues with how her character was handled in, in many aspects, but like there, what did you, what, what is it you expected from the first season? Like, yeah. Yeah. I completely get no, but I do. Th <laughs> I like that they're historically accurate, but I do also understand that as an actress, as someone who has a camera in your face and someone who's going to be on screen, like they are literally like the least flattering thing you could ever put on a human being. And so that's I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah, I know, I know, has, I know. He but also has, yeah. Just, just let me, just let me say the thing because I'm not disagreeing necessarily with you. It's just like she also had to deal with like standing next to Katie, <laughs> which, <laughs> right? I mean, that must have graded as well is that you know she's uh she has to wear these shapeless things she is a black woman cast in the role of a servant even though you know um she is Gwynnewere she's still currently a black woman playing a servant to a white woman and on top of that the white woman looks incredibly gorgeous in every I mean that's just Katie in general but also with they they click <clears throat> Sorry, because something in my throat. Um, not the title of my sex tape. But they also put her next to to Katie, who is just gorgeous in general. And then also she gets a bunch of gorgeous uh, outfits that that just accentuate how pretty she is. Whereas Gwen slash Angel just have to wear these shapeless things, right? But until yeah. season five, in which case it's reversed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Katie's in really ugly outfits, and Angel's in amazingly beautiful outfits. Historically yeah, but Katie, inaccurate, but, but yeah, but but Katie still looks like her outfits are yeah. still mostly fitted. Like the black dress that she's wearing, if you look at close-up yeah. screenshots of that, it's still really fitted and and uh, flattering 
evil sexy. Evil, yeah, yeah it's evil sexy. Yeah. Well, it's like the know. evil, should I say? Um, I just, but, I just yeah. have to, I, I just remembered the thing from Coin Lod, uh, first. Oh my one. god! <laughs> that was so great! Where, where <laughs> I said, where I said that everyone who's evil becomes sexy and someone shouted, not shouted, not Acrobane! The more evil you get, the sexy you get. And literally, just from somewhere in the back, you just said, not Acrobane! <laughs> Damn, poor Nathaniel. Oh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I know, right? But hey, I mean, who's, where is the lie? But um, in terms of Angel, I feel like I completely am in two minds about this because, yeah, I, I obviously crave the historical accuracy, but I also understand that Merlin hasn't been historically accurate for the guys either. And so I'm not saying that it has to be one law for them and one law for her. Like, she should also be allowed to want to look good in what she's wearing. But that's what I'm saying. You could literally take the same thing, the same outfit that she's wearing from season one, because when she takes off that red thing, I'm pretty sure that what she's wearing underneath, it's not like completely a sack of potatoes because I think it's similar to the nightdress that she has like there's probably something sewn that you know would probably hug her somewhere and so if you just made the top layer slightly more fitted like I said just make it less of an apron and more of an actual like dress cover similar to what she's wearing in season four don't give it any embroidery don't give it any like special detail the exact same thing and just belt it then it makes a huge difference and it's still the same material. It still looks dirty, washed out, but she, you know, just feels a bit better in it is basically what I'm saying. And I think for me, that would have been a best of both worlds. I, I'm like, I've seen a fan art going around. Oh God, I won't ever be able to find it, but it's basically, um, a really cute fan art of the four of them together, um, like standing. And then there's like another one. I think by the same artist where it's Gwen and Morgana, like one of them sitting and the other one's kind of like giving them flowers and they're sitting on like a wall or something. I can't remember the exact thing, but basically like Gwen's wearing one of her season one dresses in that fan art. And the way that it's drawn, like it is basically like the dress looks like the dress from season one exactly, but it is fitted to her figure. It doesn't look fancy. It just, looks like it fits her you know what i mean and 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 that's literally all it is like she doesn't need to have her boobs out she doesn't need to have anything it just needs to fit her and that's i'm sure it would have made a huge difference to the way it looks and i know diaspora like but it wouldn't have been accurate but there's an argument because isn't it also like isn't gwen making her own clothes is there like a reference to that in the first season so if she's making her own clothes or at least if she's good enough at like altering stuff then she could have made her own clothes fit better if that's what she wanted yeah right so clearly i mean now we we get into um Doylean versus watsonian uh discussion where like um well maybe gwen didn't want to or maybe the people writing the show and putting the costumes together just didn't care enough right yeah. so yeah <laughs> The eternal well, Merlin struggle is just oh well the writers and the people that made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard because yeah, I love the fact that they're historically accurate and like as a cosplayer, like I really want to cosplay Gwen at some point and I want to cosplay her like the a version that I feel like represents things that I believe in as a human being <laughs> and so like I it, yeah it, it would be season one but again I completely relate because I don't want to wear that dress and when I eventually get around to doing it I will make it more fitted 
because I would like to have photos taken where I don't hate my existence. And so it's like, I completely can relate, you know, and I do feel a bit sorry for Angel that she was shafted in both directions because it's like, yeah, damn. (laughs) There's also a yellow version. Yay. (laughs) Which does get a cord. Uh, no, they gonna, both get a cord. They're just yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna say that uh, I I tended to put pick my favorite outfits for Gwen and Morgana, and my favorite outfit for Gwen is the first one she wears. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Anyway, you want to move on to the next ones? Yes. Yeah. There's okay. a there's a yellow version. <laughs> well, there's a in episode two. There's a red hooded cloak, and she's wearing fingerless mittens, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, the cloak is, you know, whatever, but the fingerless mittens were interesting. I think because they were filming, it was really cold, and both Katie and Angel had uh, fingerless mittens on. Then yeah, is the did. yellow linen linen underdress with embroidery on the front. Uh, a mustard yellow overdress laced up in front with embroidery. And I couldn't say much about that. It's kind of. It's, it's like a slightly different. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's not the, it's not the same thing in yellow. Like it, like it looks yeah. the same, but the front, but, uh, but it's the front different. is actually slightly different. Yeah. 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 It's laced up. So other than that, it's kind of, okay, it's whatever. And then you, anybody want to say anything about that one or no? No, it just frustrates me that it's the yellow one she wears in most of her scenes with Lancelot. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Like, just vidding this is just so much yellow. If I ever want to cosplay season one Gwen's lot, it's going to be fucking yellow. And it's like, <laughs> I don't like it. Okay. That's and then in, in episode 10, she wears a brown vest with trim on the edge, trousers, a white underblouse, and a leather belt. Yeah. Which is kind of like, okay. Isn't that great? No <laughs> trousers are uh, not acceptable then, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> not even trousers for women. <laughs> Maybe for we Doctor fight Who. in dresses like real women. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, you know, I could kind of see if she's going to be. Um, it's not realistic in terms of accuracy, but I could see him, her being in trousers for fighting. You know, that's that's perfectly fine. So I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. I'm just always amazed. Well, I mean, to be fair, none of them should have trousers at all, but... (laughs) True. (laughs) But, you know, TV. (laughs) Yeah, TV. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Want to put everybody in hose. Don't need to see all that. (laughs) Yeah. I would have liked that. You know, Merlin and Arthur in hose. Yeah. I've gone for that. Damn. (laughs) Damn. Especially especially Arthur. He had quite nice legs. Yeah. It has, I would say. (laughs) Yes, he does. Hi, Bradley. Hope you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) We say it with the utmost admiration and respect. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We get into season two. I have a lot of feelings about season two. Oh God! Here we <laughs> okay, go. I'm Here excited. We go. Let's just I'm let's so just excited. start. Lilac the stays, dress. The stays that she wears are from the 15th century. Nothing like Gwen is wearing. Her, you know, it's just ridiculous. Okay, they don't even. Yeah. They're not even acting as stays. They're just sort of decorative. 
yeah, get away. It's just I don't know what's holding anything up. Like, is she wearing a bra? Know. Because I can't because I, I can't so. tell. I yeah. think she must so. be. She must be. Yeah, because those stays are not working at all as as bras or anything to keep you up. So yeah. yeah. They're yeah. probably just plastic bone just for fashion. Yeah. But, yeah. Which is really what you need when you're a know. servant. Yeah. Oh, well, um, she wanted to be prettier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like the fact that very often she would wear an apron with it because, mm-hmm. you know, servant. But, you know. Yeah, uh, she had like a she had like a thing where she would. Yeah. Because I think the purple one, it's act, so it's a linen... It's a white it's linen. linen thing, yeah. But there's yeah. like there's like two layers because I didn't notice this yeah. until I recently looked at the really high res ones because I was hoping to cosplay, well, maybe cosplay, like I wasn't sure. But like if you zoom in, it's basically like a a tight sleeve, like just a regular yeah. straight sleeve white thing underneath that you can barely see. And then because the actual lilac, it's it is actually proper linen. It's not the really thick linen from season one. It's basically see through. So it goes yeah. on top of the white, and then that obviously blocks out the see through. And then she wears the corset. But yeah, you're right, Diane. She sometimes wears um, no apron and sometimes with an apron. But sometimes she wears, oh, I don't know. Are you counting this as like a whole separate outfit where she wears it w- without the corset? Because it's still the same dress. Uh, no, I was counting that as one thing. Yeah, because so, she sometimes yeah. does it without the corset, which then goes, yeah. to, then begs the question, what's holding them up? Because it's like, <laughs> what's, what's yeah. going on now? I guess a, a dragon's attacking and we don't care about bras anymore, which is like, whatever. Um, yeah. I would love yeah. to know God. the story behind that. Listen, her yeah. boobs were terrified into <laughs> shape. Yeah. That's that's, what, that's realistic, isn't it? That's I can't see any. I can't see any bra lines though on her. That's what's really confusing no. me. I mean, unless they went in there and CGI'd them out, but surely they wouldn't have spent money on that. Like, like when you look at even yeah. the high res ones, like the high res photos, like you zoom it, there's nothing there, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, I guess I don't. I mean, I guess I give up. I don't know what they did, unless it was tape. Yeah. That could have been what they did. Well, maybe just they could be wearing, yeah, just like an under under bra. Yeah. yeah, just like cup or something, just to keep you more secure. But yeah, you're not a fan of the purple one, then the purple not one. Not a fan. It? Actually, I'm not a fan of any of them in season two at all. No. She wears, uh, she wears that one, the blue dress with the white undersleeve, with the stays with flowers and purple dragons, and then she wears the white underdress with a light blue green tube shaped overdress. With the stays are laced in the back and they're embroidered in green and brown. Yeah, I found that interesting that she has one corset that laces in the front, which is the yeah. which is the lilac one, and then the other outfit she has her servant, not the Morgana one that she wears uh, in season two, which is the the uh, the aqua one. Which yeah, that laces in the back, and I found that interesting that yeah. they made that choice. Like they didn't make them exactly the same outfit. I'll be honest, if I had to pick my poison in season two, I much think I prefer like. Even though, again, it's not as flattering because the corset is weirdly boxy. The it blue sure one, is. it's it's strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah. strange. But I think because it doesn't feel as like booby, and because the sleeves are straight cut, they're not these big gaping like right. triangular things. I right. think I prefer the blue one, and she does wear 
I oh, don't quote me on this, but I think when she wears the blue dress, the aqua dress, she's always got an apron with it, which makes it feel more servanty. Like when she's yeah. wearing the purple one without an apron, she might as well be a princess. I'm like, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> and when she walks like through the town, like she looks ridiculous. <laughs> like everyone else is dressed in whatever, and she's got this beautiful purple dress. I'm like, okay, okay. It always shocks me. Like I'm just looking at these screenshots. How. Because you don't really notice it when you watch the episode, but I've just got a screenshot up from Sweet Dreams where she's walking with Vivian down the corridor and she's wearing the blue one and yeah. she's turning a corner. And because of the way the light's shining, um, it's going through part of the blue material and it is literally see through. Like, it's really interesting to see how the linen behaves like when you put it up against the light. And yeah, it just shows that she needs that white thing underneath because otherwise it would be completely um, useless. It's Ooh. yeah, it's really interesting. I definitely prefer her in the aprons, though, 100%. It just yeah. looks way more servanty to me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a very simple yeah. creature. If it looks <laughs> fine, it's probably fine. <laughs> but yeah. Do you have a yeah. favorite, Diane, at least, like, or one that you hate less, like, out of the season two ones? Oh, God, no. You, like, <laughs> I hate them equally. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> I feel like the blue one acts more like a bra. It's like more boxy, yeah. right? It's yeah, more it's practical. Just, oh my god! The sleeves aren't triangular. I don't know. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> so, what did you say? So, what? So, what era was this based on? Did you say the season two ones? Uh well, the stay, the first stays were from the 15th century. And they had uh, linen undergarments, um, stiffened lin linen undergarments, but nothing like Gwen is wearing. And so they're not really that accurate. I did find one, and I didn't write it down. Shoot. I did find one uh, a picture of from the 1500s, I think, of a woman who was wearing stays like she was wearing, and then she had an apron on top. Mm -hmm. So it looked boxy the way Gwen's looks boxy, but I didn't write it down. I'm sure that's where they took their inspiration from. Then. <laughs> was, sure. from that, was from that one painting. They were just sure. like, clearly the course, the stays would just stop right here yeah. for yeah. no reason where the apron cuts in. God's no. sake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, do you have anything to say, Connor, about these? Outfits. Uh, I definitely <laughs> agree. Nothing about like kind of before when I was saying how at least in season one you can really get the idea of that like servant look. Yeah. Um, and then I, well, we have to go with what Alex said and getting annoyed that you know she gets dressed up to become the love interest. Yeah. And they kind of threw away any concepts they have for her. God, I'm still in two dreams. I can't look at Vivian. Um, <laughs> what, what is that? But anyway. Um, <laughs> but like... Yeah. Even, especially looking at that like sheer material, I don't understand. Like, We wouldn't even have that. Like, What is that? Yeah. It's linen. It is. It is. Yeah, it, is just, it, it is just linen it's that you can wear off eBay. Yeah. With two... Yeah. 
<laughs> I just wove it with like two pieces of flax. That's it. <laughs> basically, I mean, from from the looks of it, it's basically the it is the linen that I can buy off eBay for like three pounds a meter that I use to make Merlin's scarf. It's like a crepe papery type linen, and it's and like when yeah. you cut mm-hmm. it, it's it's like got all the ends, and you know, like it kind of like frays a mm-hmm. bit, and um, it it is perfect for Merlin's scarf. It pretty much looks exactly like the scarf he wears in the show. I don't know if that is the material that they use for the scarf in the show. Don't don't fact check me on that, guys. <laughs> like, you know, if, yes, but if that's right, shut up. <laughs> but, it's, um, but it's pretty much that. And when I was looking, and and that's why, actually, I remember now, because I was thinking, oh, I want to cosplay Gwen, to do Gwen's lot shoot. Oh, what am I going to do? I couldn't find for the life of me anything that resembled the undergarments from season one, like the, like the white one. Right. And I remember Diane, you must remember I was messaging you on Facebook being like, Diane, what is this material? I, it's not linen. Like I I know what linen looks like. Like I don't know much, but I know that because I bought it and it's like, it's not fucking linen. And she was like, God, I don't know. Maybe use like curtain material, like bedsheet material. I was like, that's a really good idea. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You go to eBay and you look for linen. You can buy linen like that, little lilac and aqua. Like you can make Gwen's dress out of like three pound a meter linen. It, it, it'll probably look really, really cute. Like it would actually look legit. So yeah, that's yeah. That, there's your answer, Connor. You can. That's basically <laughs> what they used. And I was just like looking it up because I couldn't remember exactly which year this came out. And this season two came out in two thousand nine. Yeah. So I yeah. don't. I'd have to really look at two thousand nine fashion to see how it really influenced. <laughs> what they decided to do because I don't I mean I was in the height of anime in 2009 so I don't quite remember what fashion looked like because I was there was no such thing as fashion when I was like in everyone wears one outfit that's it no anything else Um, god yeah yeah that's that's yeah that's a disaster um yeah but she but at least she takes the corset off during the dragon attack so (laughs) does she she has yeah, because she's wearing, like, if you go onto Far, Far Away, whoever's still on there and go to Dragon's Call, like, when, uh, throughout the entire episode, she's, she's wearing her purple dress, but just with an apron, but with nothing on top, like, no. Oh, yeah, that's no right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Just, yeah. there she, so she has Who's some priorities in that? straight, at least. Yeah, breathing being one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, 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 she got her, she'll, she'll ride a horse wearing the corset, but she won't run for her life. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that she gets that from Morgana. Let's be real. <laughs> not even Morgana wears a corset. This is what I she love. Like, not even Morgana's wearing a she corset. Does not on oh. top. Did not you forget? Top. Did you forget? Um, what was it? Season three, Castle of Fyrian, I want to say. Oh, okay. That's, that's not a corset. That's not a Whoa. corset. Though. That's a belt. That's a- that's a chainmail bullshit like belt something. <laughs> okay, metal. it's it's yeah. okay. It's not exactly a corset, but it still has got to be painfully, yeah, uncomfortable painful. riding a horse. Painful yeah. and uncomfortable while riding yeah. a horse. So I'm sure I want to we'll say Gwen definitely got that from yeah. from Morgana somehow, even though it's not exactly the same thing, but it's like oh. the sentiment is the same. Um, <laughs> so speaking of Gwen, shall we move to season yes. three where we've got season the pink, pink dress? Oh God, the pink horrible dress. Well, okay, first <sighs> we've got a white underdress she uses as a nightgown, which is great. Then yeah. we get to the pink 
dress, which <laughs> I think is abomination. It's my least um, favorite thing she's ever worn. Oh my god! It's it. Yeah. What were they thinking? <laughs> oh, like oh. honestly, like we're, she's like, a girl. She wears pink. It's not even the color that's the most <laughs> offensive thing about it. It, and it's one yeah. of the most offensive things about it. It's like, what is this weird bunching at the sleeves? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so bad. But yeah, what, the pink what episode is, is this? Offensive. Because I can't, it, I can't imagine. Wayne is the first time we see it, but we see it a yeah. lot in um, the bullshit Arwen one, the Queen of yeah, and Queen of something, uh, Queen of Hearts, Queen of Hearts is like where we see Queen it. Of she wears it. She, she wears it on her date um, with Arthur. If you want to Google that, that yeah, she, come up she pretty does. Easily. She yeah. wears it on her date. Like, and to be fair, if they had saved it for like that episode, I might have been like, fine, like this is bullshit, but okay, fine. But like, what makes me laugh about that dress is like she wears it a few times, and then yeah. she makes a big deal of this date, and like walks out from behind her curtain, and Merlin sees her and has this awestruck look on his face, as though he's not seen her wearing the exact. Like she doesn't look any different. She looks exactly the same as she did the last time he saw her. She's got a shawl. Wow. Now. Guys, if a shawl gets you the guy, then let me get onto Amazon right now because I will be buying all of them and never wearing them just to keep people away. Because honestly, this is such bull. I'm getting ranty. Someone stop me. Well, I can stop you because I just looked at her shoes that she wears. Oh, here we go. What? Those are flats. Those oh like... yeah, have you not? Yeah, so in yeah. the so in the poison chalice, when she goes to pick up the chalice, oh, you can see her yeah. shoes perfectly, just... and they are literally just ballerina flats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like the fact that there is a screenshot that is like mainly focusing, so it was like a scene that was focusing on her feet. Yeah, and they didn't think about it any more than that. I mean, I guess I can't expect anything from Merlin, but like <laughs> they were like, okay, let's look at the feet for a prolonged period of time, so long that it's in a screenshot. Wow. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So there's um, that. They have little heels on the back. She's not wearing any like hose or anything. I no, know. just bare legs. Yeah, she just got bare legs underneath there. Yeah. Bare what a hussy! Good to see your ankles, Gwen. <laughs> Put those away. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, you, you know, you know why know. ankles are offensive, right? You know why why ankles are a big deal when you can see them because ankles are attached to your legs oh. and your legs you know where those lead you they lead you in between your legs and that's just <laughs> naughty territory oh so. might as well cut your head off then too because god knows where that leads <laughs> <laughs> wow that's attached wow. to a neck you guys that neck is attached to lots wow. of places <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm just saying that's where the, that's where the the whole <gasps> flashing your ankles is, you know, considered yeah. naughty. That's where that's coming from. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like when she's not like like when there isn't a camera at that angle, like her her dress is long enough you don't actually see her feet, so it's not really like yeah. a huge issue. Yeah. But yeah, the pink dress. Like, okay, what do we the think they were thinking the with the pink dress? Because they don't. But that's what I'm saying. They they don't even save it for a special occasion. The first time we see her in it, she's in a dark corridor which you can't even see it properly and she's having her conversation with Gwen. it's the first time it's a random scene that has nothing to do with anything special maybe, or romantic yeah. maybe yeah. maybe this scene was like maybe they shot this out of order and they were 
thinking of putting Queen of Hearts before Gwen. I mean, we all know that season three is fucked up anyway because Queen of Hearts isn't where it's supposed to be. Can you imagine? Like, um, it's it's not where it's supposed to be in the order of episodes anyway. Yeah. I mean, um, I think I mean I think it would make even less sense if it was episode three or something. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. I mean, yes. No, I mean, yeah. uh, although actually, it's not. Let me hang on. Let me just look at season three because I always forget what the what the actual order should have been. So Queen um, of Hearts is meant to be eight, and then nine, and then ten is meant to be yeah, um, right. That's it's. I keep yeah. thinking of Queen of Heart, uh, um, Queen of Hearts as episode eight when it, yeah. yeah. So it's meant to be, but it it's was, meant to yeah, be eight, yeah. but it yeah. was made um, ten. And, so yeah, you should be switching Eye of the Phoenix and Queen of that's Hearts. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. But oh, yeah, dear. so what the pink dress again? Just what? What? Back to that. What? That's a good point. What? I have no idea. <laughs> and so a lot of back... Gwen, like a lot of Gwen fans, really love that dress. I, I, Why? I, it's just awful. Because that? Because I guess they're like, yeah, Queen. I don't know. <laughs> no. The pink dress. You talking yeah, about? Yeah, like it's awful, man. It's Are you so... talking about the pink dress or the purple dress? The pink dress. People really like the pink dress, and and like Why? when it showed up, they were like, "Oh, she looks so pretty." Because she pink? doesn't. I guess because the style, like it was like, I guess because it is such an outrageous color, it is like, like yeah. pretty and like it's got the like like details around the sleeves. Where okay, what style is that? Because I know I've seen it before. Like no. where you've got like the like bunches on the sleeves. You know, there's that. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like there are like those cords tied in like two places, yeah. like those ruffles. Like where does that originate? Like from what era? I'm sure I must have seen it in something. It's like <laughs> reminds me of like 17th or 18th century French like aristocracy kind of bullshit. Like where the Probably. where the where, yeah like where the dresses would have hoop skirts and stuff. Maybe you know? maybe, like maybe she she brought it over yeah. from her uh, Blink and Miss <laughs> appearance in Doctor Who. God, please. <laughs> She and Morgana she had a had a what trip she, to the French court. Yeah. What what is she wearing in that episode? We should check that. Maybe it's, it's like a, a, what it's the like Doctor Who episode. Yeah, a girl in the fireplace. Yeah, an accurate one, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe she brought it over. Oh, oh. Um, okay, like, I, I guess. I guess, seeing as we will never solve the mystery of the pink dress, shall we? Um, yeah. Shall we just f- f- forget it as quickly as possible? <laughs> okay. Does she wear it again, Diane? This is the last yes. season, right? Because in season four, she wears completely different outfits. So this is the last time that we see the pink dresses. I believe. I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. Yes. She's Good. Good riddance. Season four. <laughs> I have issues with season four as well, but okay. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> She does wear uh, to the Castle of Therian. She wears a white blouse, a white fur throw, and brown trousers, which is fine. Um, and then the Queen of Hearts. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry for interrupting. Note yeah. the tone in which Diane said this, which is fine. fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which means it's very much not fine. Like, look, after the pink dress, anything is fine. After the pink yeah. dress, anything is fine. Oh my god. Uh, god. All right, I guess so it's I'm, fine. It's just my reaction it, to every Merlin costume piece ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. What about Gaius's costumes? I thought we agreed. That We're not agreed. talking about that until next month. Uh, <laughs> sorry, in two months. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gaius's costumes. Anyway, um, the other thing she wears is in Queen of Hearts. She's wearing the purple taffeta queen gown, I guess you'd call it, when she gets um, crowned. Yeah. 
in the dream. That's a princess line, right? Yeah, it's a princess line. It's um, it's got slit oh, sleeves. It's uh, she gets crowned in uh, in Morgana's vision. In yeah. episode, no, I was just looking at the back. You're just looking <laughs> at the back, oh, and it uh, you can see where the zipper stops. Of course oh, you can. Oh my god, zippers! <laughs> Don't get me started on zippers. It's not even like they put in a whole center back. Like, they just did the cheap version of putting a zipper in a skirt. Unless they yeah. actually ironed out the... It looks like... Unless they ironed the center back seam and then just screw, screw it to the skirt part. Oh, like, yeah, you know I don't what, want to though? do that. I'm not sure you're right about that, Connor. About the back <gasps> being zippered. Because I'm looking at it. It looks like it's laced. Maybe this is just a really, like, fuzzy picture. It's, it's not really in HD picture. yet. Yeah, it's not in HD yeah. yet at this point. So that yeah, might it's be a, a really bit. fuzzy picture, but it looks like it's laced I, because I think it's, the top is laced, but there's like yeah. um the skirt part you can see it ending. Oh. Unless they want to actually have it be a tie there, but it goes I, in it, too long. It, well, oh, unless it's ex- one of those like ribbon ties that goes down into the yeah, deck. maybe. But the the thing is with uh when I do skirts like that which are not zippered or anything it's just overlaid and I've got like uh snaps or yeah. something. Yeah. So but it it looks like it's laced. Cuz it, it Yeah, that's how yeah. it Yeah. Which I'll give to them. Actually, but... yeah. It's definitely What's your opinion on that the, uh, on the coronation gown then? What's your opinion on the, oh. uh, just on it in general? Is it is it is it the most offensive or is it fine? It's it's not as offensive as some of the season five ones. Let's put it that way. It's very <laughs> it's very princessy, Renaissance princessy, going to the Ren Fair kind of gown. Yeah, um, <laughs> but not accurate to actual Renaissance. <laughs> oh my God, no! Uh, actually, if I'm looking at it, it's more like uh, uh, eight nineteenth century. And what if you're not lo- not looking at it? Uh, <laughs> You can imagine it better. You can imagine it better. That's the right answer, Connor. I'm I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like a Charles Worth gown from the like 1870s. Oh my god! No, 1890s. Um, The sleeve is the sleeve is not from that period. It's it's more Italian Renaissance, maybe. But it's got (laughs) yeah, I know. But it's got um, it's got arm right. It's yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> I know the name just like said Mina and then like I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh god, you're so correct. It's Charles Worth. Because I actually yeah. love Charles Worth gowns. So yeah, and they're, then, they're very then nice. it's, yeah, it's it's got an armband which they didn't really have at that time period. Um, you know, the eleven hundreds and it's got open sleeves, which they did have. And it's got like an oversleeve and an undersleeve. The yeah. undersleeve is correct. The oversleeve is also correct, but the armband is not. Yeah. So, so when I did my Queen Merlin, which had an undersleeve and an oversleeve, I yeah. it was actually that part was correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to know. That's nice yeah. to know. Yeah, um, but, it, well, but cool. it's definitely Charles Worth. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> there is just one other season three outfit that, again, yeah. like I said, it's really easy to miss it because yeah. it basically it's almost the same as the season two ones but it's okay actually saying that i don't know if it's the same blue it might be different yeah. but 
you can tell uh, she wears it for sure in Queen of Hearts. I would not be able yeah. to tell you where else she wears it, but you can get a good look at it in the uh, scene where she and Merlin talk about her date. And also you get a nice good look at it. And the very last scene where Morgana's like, oh, I oh, I did everything I could. And then like as she walks yeah. towards camera, like as she's leaving the room, you can kind of see like a good look at it there. But it's basically the same as what we've seen her wear in season two with the aqua dress. Again, don't quote yeah. me on it being the same blue. It could be, a, it might be a lighter blue. It might not be like quite so aqua, but the corset is essentially yeah. like, um, it's a front laced one, but it's not like her season two front lace one because this yeah. one has like sleep. It's not sleeves. It's like, you have to like put your arms into it as well, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's right, isn't it? I can't yeah. see it, but I can see it in my yeah. mind. Um, yeah. So it kind of, yeah, and then it does up. So I think it actually, is it an overbust or is it not quite an overbust? It's not, it, it, no, it's not yeah. an overbust. Not quite, not, okay. No, her bust is, no, not really. Right. Yeah. But it's, but it's a lot taller. It's not, it's not like a little strip oh, at her waist. Go. It does have a bit more. And then, like I said, it also has the thing yeah. for the arms as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I actually don't mind it as much as the purple one. I think the thing with the purple one is that it's, uh, it's the same issue I have with the pink one. And it's, um, I mean, I, I hate the pink one the most, but the purple one I kind of got used to. But I think the color for me is just too much. Like with this one, the corset is, this new corset is pretty much white with like a couple of like yellow details. I want to say like something yeah. like white, like white with something. And then the blue one yeah. is like, it's not, um, the corset isn't like super plain, but it, but it looks very worn. Like in my opinion, yeah. it kind of looks like it sort of looks like your grandma's carpet. You know, it's, it's like, it's like that sort of material. <laughs> no, but I'm right. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like that sort of weave, yeah. And so, yeah. um, basically, and I think the blue for me, because it's broken up with the white sleeves and the white apron, you don't see much yeah. blue and it's not sleeved. And the blue for me, anyway, is a lot more delicate. Whereas when she's wearing the purple one, even though the yeah. lilac is much more forgiving than the pink, it's just a lot of one color that is a, it's quite a, you know, it's a color. It's not just like, <laughs> You know, it's a lot. Yeah. It's like a lilac. Yeah. It's a pretty, it doesn't scream servant to me anyway. Um, no, whereas no. this new season three one, I can forgive it even though it's another corset because it's kind of the forgiving blue. It's not a super in your face blue. And the corset is very yeah. like, it's not brightly colored. It's fine. You know, it's like. Well, actually like, it's, it's not square either. Like the other corsets are. It's, it's not, it's very waist. It's very wasted. Yeah. 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 It's nice, actually like as yeah. a corset, it's beautiful. It's my favorite yeah. corset in terms of the way the corset looks like if like if they're gonna actually want to do something to make her look pretty with a corset i'd rather they do this because yeah like don't just do like a half-ass job then like don't give her like some weird half corset like it like at least give her a piece of industrial equipment that i feel you know <laughs> can do a job and i feel like this one's all right like i quite like this one but it was sneaky because it's yeah. not like bam new outfit you actually have to kind of know what you're talking about to go oh hey hang on a minute that's a new, that's a new outfit. I didn't notice that, but you know, it's all right. Yeah, I think yeah. she might only wear it in this episode though. I don't, I, don't fact check I me. I don't. don't remember. No, and I'm looking through no. it now. It's yeah, like, but it's you're all, right. all fake fans. Yeah, I know. I right? know. I know. It's just, Diane it's just with, so her, with her 18th century Italian Renaissance knowledge. Who <laughs> <laughs> did actual research on paper. For I think that's all of her season three outfits though, isn't it? 
season four. Season four. Oh my god. <sighs> We've got a couple of dresses here, like the normal dresses as oh two. My god, season four is just awful. It's just I mean <laughs> the thing is, no, I actually find the blue dresses less offensive than the purple one. The purple one's pretty offensive, but I find like there's something about I think maybe because by now we, we we have so many wounds that like maybe if they jumped yeah. straight from like season one to season four, but actually no. Okay, saying that, I prefer yeah. Gwen in her blue season four dresses than I do in her season two purple one. For me, Why? the season four because I like the fact that they don't have like this weird overcorset thing, which just for me looks ridiculous. Right. To me, like when I look at her season four dresses, it makes sense to me that they are this kind of like cinderella-esque servant type thing you know it's like just a thing underneath and then a blue thing on top and a belt like like she looks like a servant out of a storybook you know like she doesn't look like a princess she doesn't look she doesn't have like a weird corset she's just kind of like whatever and for me it kind but again maybe because it was like a like a step up but again after the purple dress after the pink malarkey uh, for me i just felt as though the season four one like and i do prefer yeah. the because there's two she's got one that has uh so they both have white 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 right. under thing but one has right. um like holes like little tiny holes right. and the other and the other white under thing it's what's the it's kind of like a pattern it almost looks like little snowflakes it's like um yeah yeah, yeah it's like yes. a weird. Well, that's, that's the one you were you were thinking about making no the one that i wanted to make was the purple one and the purple one has the dotted under uh, under okay. thing okay. it has Never tiny holes the one that she wears that has the little snowflake design she wears yeah. a light like a very like sky blue with like a bit yeah. of an aqua touch to it thing on yep. top um which has these weird boob cup things yeah, and that's my right problem now. and what on earth <laughs> but the boobs like sit above the like they're not the even in the cups yeah. like they're above the, the... <laughs> and that's my problem with it that is so ill-fitting and the breast levels i mean her breasts are obviously being pushed up by something else and then you have the the cups on the outside that are so ill-fitting they like either stuff them or cut them down yeah, do something with them. They're really hideous. Really yeah. It's very it looks like a big cotton dress, like from somewhere else. Like they didn't yeah. make it. Like the other blue dress looks like possibly they could have made it for Angel, but like the light blue one is just like. Yeah. Except. I, I can't even. It hurts my eye. Both of Actually, them. No, the, look the purple fitting, dress is mine. Yeah, it just yeah, no. I, I definitely like, I could prefer the, the other, other blue one. one yeah, <laughs> I definitely prefer the other one for sure. This one I find very difficult, and this is the first dress we see her in as well. By the way, so it's even worse. Like like the first yeah. shot we see her in is in this dress, and you think, oh, that's interesting. Um, but uh, <laughs> she she wears it. Yeah, so just in case anyone's listening along and maybe like needs like a visual, she wears it. Um, in yeah. the sorry, sorry, sorry. In case anyone's listening along. That's the entire point of a no, podcast, Roxanne. Like, listening along, like, and like, once a visual, sorry, like, looking for visuals to listen along to is what I meant to say, but you know, you know how my brain goes faster than my, it 
anyway and um and so, your mouth already goes pretty damn far fast listen that's a that's a title my anyway so um the <laughs> blue dress is first seen like this like sky like aqua blue dress is first seen like when um arthur is looking after his father and she comes in and she sees yeah. and uh so we see like a nice wide shot of her uh, and, and she's not belted at that point but she does wear it with a belt i think she wears this particular dress with a belt in her scene with arthur in his father's son when she comes in with the jug and they have like their makeup like from the fight she's like belted it in in that scene but then there's the other blue one which again like you mm-hmm. if if you're a casual viewer i think it's very easy to mistake them as the same outfit because they are quite similar unless you kind of look but yeah. this one this one has like a short so like this first sh- what do you call it D- Diane that chemise chemise that's the one that one's quite long it's almost to the floor but the second blue dress the chemise is a bit shorter I think it comes up kind of about to her knees like maybe like past her knees and it's more of um it's more of like uh like a deeper blue and the reason why I prefer it is a yeah it doesn't have the weird boo cups like I think basically it's cut it the, I mean, I don't, it's sort of cut like in a way, I feel like they made a top bit and then they made a skirt and they sewed them together rather than it's like one kind of thing. Mm. And there's like a bit of embroidery around the top, like where, yeah. like, it's brown, like a, brown like a, embroidery. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, yeah. It's, I don't know. It feels less formal to me. I think that's why I don't mind it as much. I like that the, under like the under thing it again it doesn't look as formal because like the the first one felt a bit too like as like a bit too roughly like it had like the kind of ruffled design I like that this one I mean obviously it's we know it's still pretty intricate because you know you have to like you know sew each of those holes like and make them nice so I get (laughs) that it takes a lot of work but like I like that it's kind of a bit plainer even though it still has the embroidery but it's like brown you know you've got those brown colors there it kind of like makes it a bit more dulled down a bit um but I like the shape I'm not gonna lie about that I do quite like the shape like that I like the way that it's belted I like that even without the belt it just kind of you know um but they are very interesting choices yeah well the uh, look just so you know that's eyelet uh fabric uh, one you were just talking about with the brown embroidery yes, slightly yes. darker blue the white fabric is eyelet fabric because it's had, like it's got like little holes poked in it yeah, and then yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. yeah but I still have a problem with the overdress being unflattering in her breast area yeah it's so, so why, are, why are they playing like gathers? gathers oh what you mean the gathers right like yeah like right they're the very like top gathers, there's like a yeah. like, I don't know like in the yeah to form the cup itself it's not even like yeah. it's a dart that formed it it's like they just cut it and we're like all right we're just gonna i don't know make it come out here and i'm like yeah i don't know i don't i wish i could see the inside of it <laughs> to yeah. get a better idea of what they did to it i don't know it's just bad <laughs> i don't yeah, think they didn't fit her while it was on her. yeah like i said i I yeah. definitely prefer this one to the other one for some reason. I don't know why. I think it might be the cup design. I think it might be the slightly yeah. more muted color. It might be something else. But yeah, for me, I don't know. Like, I think when I saw her in this dress, I could kind of believe that kind of 
family-friendly princess bride fantasy type thing that they were going for with the servant girl, the peasant girl. You know, it was a bit yeah. nicer than like a regular peasant outfit. But for me, this this felt less formal. This blue dress, not the purple one, but this blue dress felt less yeah. formal than, like I said, her pink dress in season three and her purple corseted dress just because of the more muted color of the fact that they had that kind of corded thing going on rather than an actual over corset situation like you could have put her in an animated movie for me and had her be like you know a cinderella type of character and she wouldn't have looked out of place as a servant girl for me with that kind of dress even though it doesn't fit very well but yeah for me the other ones are just pure bullshit this one it's not right but it feels more right if that makes any sense it's still yeah i mean is there any basis in history for this design (sighs) no Uh, yeah (laughs) oh no (laughs) i think we just get full departure from her outfits well um actually at the they have a flared skirt so it did kind of come into play in like the i think it was 1300s not absolutely sure. Don't quote me on that. But, and the, it did get very tight to the waist. Um, but, you know, not really, no. <laughs> and the, and the, yeah, no. <laughs> not at all. Poor blue dress. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. the purple one's better, right? Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> my God. Oh my God, this purple dress. It's. I can't- yeah, like, the the, the wicked dre- day like- purple dress you're talking about. Uh, is that when she wears it for the first time? Yeah, it must purple be. dress, oh, embroidery down the front, white underdress with tight yeah, sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like in my head, yeah. I always uh, see it as the Lancelot Dulac dress, but I think you're right. I think she does wear it way before then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- <laughs> <Oy vey. laughs> I'm trying to find it in the. Uh- the thing is, though, is that if you just look at it like as a piece of clothing, it is pretty yeah. gorgeous. Like yeah, it is like, pretty I... damn gorgeous. Like when you see her wearing it in the in the promo shots with that dramatic background and her hair all in a mess. I mean, yeah, damn. you know, she looks really good in it. But yeah, I mean, she's a, like that's a servant still, guys. <laughs> that's <laughs> a servant still. She looks yeah. ridiculous. <sighs> Not yeah. even like. I do, and that's, I agree that, like, as a dress, it can be very pretty. The thing that is throwing me off entirely are these, like, t-shirt sleeves. Oh, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I don't, I, oh, like, if it had just been a narrow sleeve, I think I would have, like, a, just, like, a tank sleeve or, like, a tied sleeve, I would have felt better with it. But I do like the belt situation. Like, I like this, I do agree it's not really something a servant would have, but I do like this, like, metal chain belt that goes down the center but like yeah it has no business being on gwen or having a t-shirt sleeve on it yeah (laughs) no and all and all of that (laughs) embroidery as well well she does she was a seamstress so she might be embroidering it herself but that's a lot of work for someone that it works works day and night I mean, Actually, she's she's looking after Uther. She's got a lot of yeah. sitting around to do at the moment. We're yeah, grasping at straws here. <laughs> no, I'm looking at the embroidery. The embroidery isn't that hard to do. It would take a, okay. maybe a couple of days, maybe. Okay. And also, she's got princess seams. Oh, God. Yeah, we discussed that because <laughs> I remember us talking about it at Coin-A-Lot 1. No, 2, oh. sorry, Coin-A-Lot 2. And me being like, Diane, I want to make this dress. It's easy, right? <laughs> 
And you were doing the very Diane thing of, sure. (laughs) 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 And I just went, right? I mean, Diane, listen, like, you know, like, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, Patterns, patterns. It's basically just like, uh, it's like a copy and paste, right? And you just kind of went, sure. (laughs) I was like, so I just have to buy a princess suit pattern and I can make this dress. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then the pattern comes in the mail and I look at it and I text Diane immediately being like, I don't understand what this says. <laughs> There's lines here that I can't comprehend. And then my mother took a look at what I was trying to achieve and started swearing at me in Polish. And it was... <laughs> she was yeah. like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> Diane said she was like Diane said did she (laughs) I'll be having a word with Diane she was probably just trying to get rid of you (laughs) which I assume is correct because princess seams apparently are very difficult isn't that right Diane yes Yes, they are to do properly yes they are to do properly yeah you have to really make sure you're like marking all your way through yeah but the thing is if it's done properly it's really very flattering Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, like yeah, most of yeah. the clothes that I wear that like a formal at all have, I mean, I didn't realize what they were and, you know, but like now that I look at them, like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. like that's what I've always kind of subconsciously gone for. Cause I feel like people with my body shape and then by extension, angel body shape, like we probably look like decent in yeah. that kind of um, situation because, well, let's just face it. There's no point hiding hips. You can't. <laughs> you just gotta gotta deal with the fact that they're there it's it's not it's not like hiding you know um bruised you just gotta you know you can't pretend i mean look at season one they tried very very flattering but yeah it's i mean it's a gorgeous dress but yeah i mean like constant no business being in love no no although gwen looked great in it so yeah Ah, yeah she looked all right it's gorgeous yeah but yeah it doesn't have uh, I'm just looking at it more and more now. Ooh, but it has nice lace in the back. Yeah. Yeah. But the, yeah. T- the t-shirt sleeve, I can't get over it. <laughs> I don't know why. It the question so I much. do have yeah. for you guys, and I have spent many hours poring over high-res photographs of this dress. So, I mean, yeah. if I don't have an answer, maybe no one does. But is this um, boned? Does it have like a corset uh. underneath it or built into it? Because when my mother looked at it, she thought that it, did she was like Roxanne? There's something under here. I'm telling you because this is uh, da, 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 da. it. It looks like it must do when you look at it close up. It might have it only at the back where the like the cording happens. Yeah, um, just to give it some support. But the thing with princess seams is that it will be very flattering and like will hug you very tightly if done correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it will look very structured. Mm-hmm. Um, she could just be wearing a bra under it to give more structure yeah, to the enough, top. Fair enough. Yeah. Although there's like oh, no, yeah, just like it's around her waist. Like <laughs> I think I kind of saw it was a bit, and like I've seen cosplayers. I think there was like one cosplayer that I saw on Instagram that had like a WIP where they were making this dress, and they yeah. actually did put in their progress report. They were like, "No, I actually had to build some structure under it. Like I didn't just go for it without. Like it didn't quite have that firmness about it." Now, granted, I don't know if she used this material. This is very thick. 
by the yeah, looks of things it's yeah. it's it looks like it has you know like a lot of weight behind it so maybe it it just looks like it's nice and tight and formed because of just the nature of the material like if she used something that was a bit more flimsy maybe she did need something to really give it that uh like hardened shape yeah. in the middle but I don't know it it, it kind of looked a bit a bit stiffened in the middle for me but I don't know. I don't I don't <laughs> think necessarily it has boning in it it doesn't okay. look like it's boned to me okay I'm sorry I, I mean, looked a bit stiffened in the middle title of your sex tape listen listen <laughs> I was waiting for you to interject, and I was hoping you were able to prevent it. Oh my god! No, no, no. I I think it's just the way it's it's drawn in the back. It's okay. I don't know if it's laced or or zippered in the back, but if it's yeah, laced, uh, you know, great. you just pull it really tight. Yeah, it now, has like the ribbon lace in the back, which is actually very pretty. My it's main nice. concern with this, and I can't believe it's not been brought up yet. Especially with Angel, like especially in the season four. Oh my god! I mean, we know that they shot in in Piafond and all yeah. in all times of the year. You guys, I've been to Piafond recently wearing a shitty like like kind of Renaissance style whatever. You know, wearing like a full dress and like not the not even this material, not this many layers. In July, yeah. granted, but you know September yeah. can still be pretty hot. April, can, how? Mm-hmm. Did they manage yeah. to wear this and uh, not water. sweat through everything? I mean, linen yeah. is not that forgiving, no. in my opinion. And not when yeah. you've got that many layers. I mean, she's wearing so much in that picture. It's painful to look at her. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so, I mean. I, they did have like tents and set up and everything. And I know there are fans within them. So if it was too hot. But imagine Connor wearing that in like like I don't have to 20 imagine something degrees. <laughs> I worked at the New York Renaissance Fair and wore like God. four parts. So stage, chemise, the whole kit and caboodle. That's fucking ridiculous. A lot of in the middle of the summer. So it's a lot of water, oh. uh, making sure you eat, taking in a good amount of salt. And that's like your whole day. Your whole day is wearing it. I don't even know. I don't know <laughs> if I can link you a picture to what I wore because it's on my Facebook. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, so you can survive it. It's not fun. (laughs) Well, I mean, more like I just, I just don't understand how they're not visibly sweating. Is my, I mean, yeah, you can survive anything, but it's like (laughs) actually looking presentable on screen is another matter entirely. And I'm just like, this is a whole team of people too. I guess, yeah. But she's got so much hair as well. I'm like, oh my god, that's that's a lot. It's, yeah, I, I am. I am very impressed, particularly with Angel, like with her ability to w- withstand the French heat in those costumes. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot. What else does she wear in season four? Then uh, she wears in the Lamia. She wears a pinkish brown loose jacket with bell sleeves, length knee length. Which okay, whatever. Then she wears a. You know, it was okay. And then she wears a light it was blue shirt. Fine. It's fine. She wears a light blue shirt with pin tucks and flower embroidery with a lacy undershirt. But I can't see the rest of it because all you get is the upper shoulder shot. I and think isn't it the same thing though that she's like wearing in um no, hang on. That is what she was wearing underneath the purple thing, I think, because she takes off the purple thing when she gets to Yeldor or, or no. wherever they are. 
So I assume that whatever she's wearing under the shirt is just the pants, like whatever she was wearing with the purple thing. That's my assumption. Because uh, isn't it the I'll same thing? Yeah. 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 So under I assume the, she's wearing pants. Under the, uh, you mean under the purple jacket? Yeah. So she's wearing that purple yeah. coat, like you said, that's like a bell shape, that's got like a bell. Yeah. And then when, and like I, what I assumed is what, what she was wearing under the purple thing was that shirt with the flower embroidery. So then when she takes off yeah. the purple coat and we just see her in the purple shirt, then her bottom half, I assumed was just pants because it's not going to be a skirt, is it? That would, right. be, that would be even right. worse than pants. <laughs> like, right. That right. would be so funny. But yeah, right. she's wearing a shirt and pants. Just let's just yeah, let's shirt and pants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then after that, the harem dress from Hunter's Heart. Well, there's one before that. Is there? Which one? It's probably my favorite Gwen outfit in the entire show, and I know you're going to hate it, <laughs> but I, I love it. Will. It's yeah. the dress that she gets proposed to in. And it's just that one that you see it properly when she's making the bed at the beginning of Lancelot Dulac during Morgana's monologue, like right at the very beginning. Okay. And then Arthur takes her back to her house and she's wearing the blindfold. And it's the uh -huh. only oh. time. Oh, yeah, that it one. It's the only time that she wears it in the entire show. She's never worn yeah. it before and she's never worn it since. And it's so pretty. And it's so simple. It's just little short sleeves and a shimmy thing on top. And she yeah. literally looks like a fairy tale princess servant person. Like she, she literally looks like Cinderella. I love that dress so damn much. And it's got like the little corded belt and she just looks yeah. like effortlessly pretty and like not too much. And mm. it's not anything like crazy with the colors and there's no weird, like it's just. I do you know I don't have it in front of me right now, so I yeah. I don't know if she's got any like detailing on the front. No, there's no it's detailing. Cute. It's just so sweet, it's, and she looks like young and girly. I love it. It's laced up in the front. Yes, and, and that's about it. There's there's no real detailing on it at all. Um, I'm not fond of sleeves where you can see the arms. Yeah, just yeah, from a historical I'm... point of view. <laughs> I was about to say Connor's going to go off on t-shirts again. Again, <laughs> I'm like, well, I already talked about t-shirts, but I do like this overdress. Like the overdress is very nice, isn't it? Yeah. Is, she just looks like a French peasant girl, right? It's just like the yeah. best. I love it so much. And you, you know, it has to be French peasant girl because even the peasants were well dressed in France. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she I, actually this this right. I think I. I I've just figured out why this yeah. feels so right. She reminds me of Belle when she's yes. wearing this. She, she just reminded me of Belle, yeah. Yeah, it's just that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Belle that makes, that makes Arthur the Beast. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, that's basically canon. I mean, sorry, <laughs> you know, he gets tamed. You know, his wild heart gets tamed. Why they did not put her in this dress more? It is basically a crime. They should all be be put in prison because I just, I am. You had this beautiful <laughs> costume piece with a dress that literally makes her look like a Disney princess yeah. and you did nothing with it. What is the matter with you? I'm just mm. yeah. I love it so much. It's so beautiful and yeah, it's just this one scene. That's it. It's just yeah. I missed it too. I didn't even see it. It was, yeah. It's so quick, yeah. I only saw it because yeah. I, yeah, like I said, the the very first time that I saw it on TV, it 
caught my eye immediately, probably Connor, because of the short sleeves. It's not something we've seen on her ever, like not something like that. And yes, and I don't know, it just, it looked so casual. It looked so like lived in and like just plain, but also pretty. And I just, the second I saw her and I was like, oh my God, she looks like a princess. (laughs) I just loved it. (laughs) I just thought I wanted to wear this all the time. I'm sure she'll be in this all the time. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh sweet summer child oh you were disappointed just as Gwen was disappointed with her proposal because <laughs> oh, uh, nice bracelet you got there Gwen but anyway <sighs> um, so yeah that was but it's a very cute dress it, yeah, it's very if I ignore cute. the underdress <laughs> um, <laughs> pretend it's not there <laughs> so yeah the short sleeve dress is just I, I just love it I think it's beautiful but yeah that's the only thing we see and, and yeah I guess I guess we can warn it now for the rest of the show and then I guess the only other outfit she has is the like season finale do thing that well, she's got going on with the she's with got the, the harem dress oh yeah of course she does from the hunter's heart God. which is all it was was a harem dress you know purple with sequin embroidery and a translucent waist and you know what can you say it was a harem dress yeah I mean it's pretty pretty legit yeah um in the sword in the stone she had a i think we've only seen this once as well she had a white quartered embroidered blouse with a scoop neck and yeah. brown trousers and that was about it there's not much else to say about that is that it's... the one where she reunites with arthur yeah is that is that not the same top she's wearing when she pairs it with the other like adventure gear is that not the same i don't know because that that those 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 episodes have always confused me because i thought that what we see her in when she hugs arthur when he's at eldor is the same outfit plus the vest and like boots and stuff i could i could be wrong i don't i don't know because there's a whole lot there there's a lot going on with that like fighting outfit that she has at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It could be it's, just it's, like a... it's just a it's just a blouse. Yeah. With embroidery on it. And then the last one of course is the Queen Gwen floor length dress in the last yes. episode. Okay. Season so we are season five. Season five. <laughs> That you've got the red velvet off the shoulder gown, embroidered yeah. in pearls and whatever, tight sleeve to the elbow, then an open flare with a red velvet undersleeve tight to the wrist and embroidered at the wrist. And it's boned for sure, because yeah. otherwise she'd be falling out of it. I don't understand how it still works, even when it's boned, because like I'm not yeah. like. Because the whole point of a bra is that it's the straps that help keep things up too, and obviously she doesn't have any. So yeah. how is the boning helping? Because they'll still like gravity will still happen. I'm not really sure how the boning is supposed to help. Well, actually, it does. It keeps it keeps the breasts in place. Mm-hmm. Because I've worn dresses like that, and you don't really fall out of them. Wow. If the boning is done properly, and obviously it was done properly with her because uh, on the behind the scenes stuff, when I'm watching her leaning over, she's not falling out of it. Yeah, that would have been a bit yeah. awkward. I love the yeah. sleeves on this dress. I have to say, the sleeves the are sleeves are gorgeous, gorgeous. But the yeah. neckline is ridiculous, man. I mean, 
why why so much I don't understand it yeah I don't understand it either it yeah ridiculous it's not historically accurate at all in any century other than like 19th century maybe you know the ball gowns Mm -hmm. you you just wouldn't wear stuff like that yeah um stupid however i absolutely love that gown because of the embroidery work on it yeah oh my god all right and then and then the other one she wears in episode one is the purple taffeta with a square neck Oh. Princess seams, of course. That's all she ever wears is princess seams anymore. Uh, short puff sleeves, then tight to the wrist, trimmed around the neckline, not quite to the ground, and underskirt of purple. I hate um, this I, dress. I think it's supposed to emulate like fairy tale princesses. Uh, the sleeves could be theoretically a little bit of Renaissance at the top, but that or. Yeah, the 19th century, it just is not even close to being accurate. It's pretty, though. I like it. I don't like the sleeves. I don't like the sleeves. I don't like the square neckline. I don't like the weird um, tighter thing underneath and then the second layer of skirt that's slightly shorter. Everything about it apart from the color. I don't like the style. (laughs) I love the color. I much prefer, like, out of her reg, like her day to day ones, I much prefer the blue. Honestly, okay. I just think it. I I just think like she just looks like more of a badass queen. Like the sleeves are a bit bulkier, the the neckline is a bit bulkier, and I just feel like the the cut of it, like it doesn't. I don't know. She just looks a bit just just my opinion. But I do like that they kind of kept the um the blue and purple theme going for the whole like season two just like it's funny because in season one they like you know we're meant to be introduced to color schemes early on and basically stick to them like that's kind of like the point and we have her in red and yellow and that's what gwen is going to be and then they're like no 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 no. it's actually going to be purple and blue and it's like okay and then they kind of do stick to it for the whole show to be fair apart from little bits here and there so yeah yeah All right, and then the next one is in episode two. You've got a blue taffeta. It's ruched around the neckline, uh, empire waist, uh, undershirt, heavily embroidered in purple. Um, Princess themes, of course, oversleeve open almost to the elbow and an undersleeve tight to the waist, to the wrist. Yeah, tight to the waist, to the wrist. Um, Again, not even theoretically historically accurate. I actually think it's very flattering to her. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it looks yeah. gorgeous on her. Really, yeah. really nice. Apart from yeah. again, the in like oh my god, in the episode when they have to take her to the lake and she's yeah. literally spilling out of it. I'm like, yeah, oh my god. It, but it looks so stupid. Like she like yeah. it's kind of you can't help but laugh in like a dramatic moment because like all you see is cleavage. Yeah. And it's just it's yeah. really necessary. I just yeah. I don't I'm I'm not a fan, but the color is gorgeous. That yeah. blue Oh my yeah. goodness. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. I love it so much. And I really like the sleeves actually, but they're not even close to being accurate. All right. So what were we up to? Cool. Were we up to the white nightgown? It was yeah, just, I guess. 
Yeah, it was a nice it was a nice white nightgown. It's got gold trim and elbow length loose sleeves. It was fine. Wasn't anything to write home about. Not, not historic. I mean, it's a it's a nightdress. You're not supposed to be like yeah. it's you know you just all you want to do in it is sleep, possibly yeah. seduce your husband. But given that they never got pregnant, you know. <laughs> The one time she does seduce her husband, she's not wearing that. She's wearing her riding outfit, which actually, now that I say that, makes sense. Riding outfit. But anyway, um, it's, <laughs> um, so yeah, she has her burgundy, like, riding outfit that she wears, well, literally, when she goes out horse riding, <laughs> or sometimes just walking through the lower town, because apparently that needs something different. <laughs> Well, let's, would we only have like, we have the writing outfit that we just mentioned and now yeah. and the funeral dress? dress? Yeah, the yeah. black velvet dress. Okay. Princess themes, black velvet dress, square neck, tight sleeves to the elbow and then open. Eh, it's okay. Not great. It's, it's not that nice, to be honest. It's got a weird square neckline, which I'm not really too fond of. Um, yeah, and it's not particularly flattering on her, but. I mean, I guess it's it's just a funeral dress, so. I mean, it's not supposed to be flattering. You you're just you're you're burying people in it, right? Yeah, but so. people would have still like dressed up for funerals. Weirdly enough, it's like bizarre. I don't. It actually yeah. saying that I I don't think black was like necessarily a color of mourning at this time. <laughs> I don't think that was a thing. I think that came into play yeah. in like the Victorian era. I don't think that was a thing back then, but I guess we're a modern audience and we recognize it. So I guess we have to do that. I don't remember seeing anything really black until like the 1600s when everybody went black with the Puritans and stuff. Does anyone have anything else to say about the funeral dress? No, no. not particularly. Okay, then I think we have reached the end of all of Gwen's outfits. We're going to do all the most iconic and favorite outfits for Gwen as well in the next episode when we talk about Morgana. So unfortunately, due to some internet tech problem stuff, we lost the direct connection for Diane. I can still hear Diane and Diane can still hear me, but Diane can't hear anyone else and no one else can hear Diane. I'm going to do the social media for Diane because she is on LifeJournal, Tumblr, Dreamwith, Instagram and Twitter and we will put all her links in our post. Connor, you can do yourself. Wait. Oh, that's a title of a sex tape. Hey! Hey! <laughs> What's Diane saying right now? Is she laughing? <laughs> yeah, she laughed. <laughs> um, I am Bad Wolf Zeal on everything Instagram, TikTok. Um, that's pretty much where I hang out. Oh, and Tumblr, but I barely am there. So okay. you can go look on actually TikTok, but anyway. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> I am Miss My Fox on, uh, oh fuck, where? I'm trying to think. Uh, on Instagram, I, Twitter. I, I, no, sorry, because I'm trying to remember, like, where I've got the variations. Okay, I am Miss No Fox on Instagram and also Miss No Fox Cosplays for cosplay. I'm pretty active on both and also on Discord. And in terms of, like, fandom contribution, I now write fic, uh, Miss No Fox on Archive of Our Own, but it's not Merlin, but if you want, you can still read it. There's no law, so go ahead. Yay. I'm Zencredible27 on Tumblr for all kinds of reblogs and Zencredible on AO3 for fix, which maybe by the time this episode airs, I will have posted a new hockey fic, but 
I'm not making any promises. I've been writing on it for like half a year, so who knows. But next time we'll be in about two weeks for the second part of this uh, of this costume episode. So we will talk to you soon about all of Morgana's outfits. And our theme music was composed by Sidesteppings. All other music and effects in this episode come from freesound.org. The man up on our cover was made by Brolin's Keep and the cover was made by me. I am Zen Credible. And I miss Snowfox. And our guests were Diane. Hi. Bye. <laughs> and Bedwell Seal, aka Connor. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Actually, yes. <laughs> actually, you literally well, just did it. Uh, actually, <laughs> you are. I'm um, actuallying all over my outro. <laughs>